This episode of the Say What Again Billy podcast contains some sensitive talk. Listening discretion is advised. Episode of the Say What Again Billy podcast, episode 28. It is the second to last episode before the season one finale of the Say What Again Billy podcast. It's been a great ride so far. It has been basically my rookie season of podcasting. Uh, it's been great. I like the listenership that I've been getting, I'm trying to get that up a little bit more for next season. I've been branching off on Instagram and Twitter, trying to get my content down there, trying to look up some news for you guys every week that I started, I would say, maybe episode 11 or 12 onward, and it's just been a really great ride so far, and i like to thank all my listeners in advance, everybody that's following me on Instagram, I'm almost at 500 followers, which is really outstanding, and on Twitter, I'm just putting content on there, Twitter's been a little low-key, not so much as far as listening and views and uh, followers but nonetheless instagram has been pretty good in my podcast which i use anchor always thanking them has been great so i'm actually going to get right into the news right now a harvard scientist thinks that aliens are watching us as you know listening to my last few podcast episodes ufos that is the thing of just the nature now it's every week there's a sighting every week there's news on it the last episode i announced that there was 143 Um, UFOs that were not identified, the government doesn't know what they are, and the Harvard scientists believe that aliens are watching us. So, there's that. A new documentary trailer on the trail of UFOs, Dark Sky, will be making its way to, I believe, Amazon. It is a documentary, a second documentary, about some people that, you know, go into detail and research UFOs, and their second documentary, I believe, is coming out, if not, is already out. There are rumors circulating this week that Stormy Daniels was a ghost hunter or paranormal investigator in her youthful years. It's just something that caught attention to the paranormal world because we all know about Stormy Daniels, her past and her present and all the uproar that happened within the last year or two with her and her name. But she apparently did some paranormal investigating um, at her younger stages of life. A new Exorcist reboot is in the works and is rumored to be a sequel. Now, I don't really know how a reboot works to be a sequel. Usually a reboot is just a revamp of a really good movie that was already made. Like to me, 2016 Ghostbusters was a total failure and no one really wanted it. But some people just embraced it. Some other real Ghostbuster fans really didn't appreciate it because it was a reboot of a great movie. But the Exorcist reboot is said to be a sequel. And again, I don't know how that works. And speaking of Ghostbusters, Dan Aykroyd's second sophomore season of Hotel Paranormal will be focusing on ghosts and the UFO craze in season two. And Dan Aykroyd's Hotel Paranormal can be seen on the Travel Channel. And if you go into Discovery Plus, you can click the Travel Channel uh, tree branch, which I call it, and it goes right into the Travel Channel. And you can look up Hotel Paranormal and see Dan Aykroyd's Paranormal Show. 
Now, this episode is called Life and Afterlife. Now, in the last few years, and we're going to get a little personal here in my life, in the last few years, I have um, witnessed and very unfortunate to see a lot of my close friends pass away. And whenever I had someone pass away, within the week, I just constantly think about, you know, what happens after you pass away. And another thing that I would think of is what was their final thoughts? You know, what were they feeling? You know, what were they thinking if they were able to think? And what were, what was going through their mind? And what was it like to pass on? And it led me to research things that happen in a person's final moments. And I read a couple of reports that your brain is actually still fully functional for anywhere from five to 10 to 15 minutes, even though you might not be alive, your brain is still focusing and stuff like that, which can lead to a theory why people think they have an OBE when they're completely dead, their brain is still kicking. And then when they're brought back, it might have been some form of a vivid dream in that moment of being clinically dead and then brought back. Um, I do a lot of research. Well, I did a lot of research after some of the bad news that I had. And it's just something that, you know, it just hits me so hard. You just, that's my way of coping with it. Like what happens and what had happened and what were they thinking and just things like that. Um, In the last few years, I've lost as many people in this world have. I lost a very close friend to cancer. And I saw him doing very well and just out of nowhere, one day I got a phone call and he just really went on a really steep decline and he went into Sloan Hospital in Manhattan and I rushed to see him and he was the type of guy that he give you the shirt off his back. And as soon as I walked into that room, I saw he wasn't doing good just physically, just looking at him. And the type of guy that this person was, he looked at me and was like, don't worry, this is something common. You know, I'm going to get, I'm going to get over it. It's just a bump in the road, trying to reassure me, his close friend, as he was to me, that he was going to be okay. And two weeks after that, he ended up in hospice or a week or so. And, um, you know, he ended up passing away. And I'm actually going to say his name because in my eyes, he's a hero. He was a NYPD officer, Patrick McGovern. He lived in Rockland County, New York, and the illness, the cancer that he got was a related cancer to 9-11. Pat McGovern was down at ground zero, digging through the rubble of 9-11, trying to find survivors or find remains of people that had been in the terrorist attack of 9-11. So my friend Pat McGovern, I would say, Highly was a hero, and he passed away from cancer related to 9-11. It was the saddest time losing a friend like that that I met when I was 16 years old. And he kind of took me under his wing as a friend. I met him in the Bronx Zoo, which is my current job. We became friends. I met him at the zoo when I worked there when I was a teenager, and we became friends, and our friendship stayed that way onward up until his time of passing. And, you know, I thought about what was going through his head, you know, knowing that he was, you know, the doctors told him that, you know, you have to prepare for your final 
days or weeks on earth and I try to put myself in that person's head and you know him being my friend like what was he thinking and you know what was going through like what did he do to console himself knowing that the end is imminent what's what's going through his head and then I think about religion which there are a great percentage of people that believe in religion and believe that after you pass on you do go to an afterlife you go to heaven and there's multiple religions in the world that think that after you pass away there is something else there's more to you know life there's a life after death so catholicism i don't know if you're a catholic or a christian you believe that you go to heaven. If you go to Catholic school, that's something that they teach you. You know, if you're good and you live a life of what God wanted you to live your life like, a golden rule, do unto others as they would do unto you, um, so on and so forth, you go to heaven. And then I have a couple of friends through the last couple of years that really became more religious and would basically tell me details about the Bible that when you pass away, you don't necessarily go to heaven, you go to sleep. You are resting into the basic end days. And, you know, you're awoken or you wake up when the final day is, you know, comes and then you ascend into heaven or heaven is on earth and so on and so forth. Um, I was religious at one time and I'll give you a little drop of my you know, because we're on a personal level now with this episode. Um, many, many years ago, when I was very young, I was on the brink of becoming a priest. I was an altar server. I enjoyed doing it so well. I became very focused in religion. Every Sunday, 7 o'clock a.m., I was doing altar serving and stuff like that. And um, if you hear fireworks in the background, tomorrow's the 4th of July. Happy 4th of July to everybody. So that's what's going on in the background. I just want to lay, you know, put that out there. If you hear that in my podcast, there's nothing I can do. I'm filming the episode today, and it, it tomorrow's the Fourth of July, so people are prequilling the, uh, you know, the fireworks. But anyways, um, you know, I was on the brink of becoming a priest. I was very religious. I served mass every every Sunday at seven a.m., and um, you know that's something that I would would wanted to do. But you know, I went a different path. But um, I was in Catholic school and I kind of read up on the Bible and I remember things from the Bible and I have friends that are very into Catholic, you know, the Catholic Church and the Christian, Christianity. And, you know, one of my friends was going in detail telling me that when you die, you pass away, you basically wait, you sleep, you know, you just totally oblivious to what's going on until the end of days come and heaven is on earth or you know, heaven's in, in, in the sky or wherever heaven is, but the end of days come and that's when you wake up when God calls you. In Catholic school, they teach, you know, the whole heaven and hell thing heavy. Um, I don't know if there's a reason for that. Maybe it's to console kids that are in school, but nonetheless, um, that's what Catholics and Christians really believe. And there's other religions out there where people believe you are reincarnated or you have another life or you go to a different form of a god that's not the god of catholicism or christianity it's the god of you know hinduism um or it's japanese cultures it's something else and all other cultures have you know different things muslims have allah i believe and so on and so forth so with my friend pat passing away i thought a lot about you know what was going through his head um i had another friend um 
take his life. And I things got so deep and dark for him that, you know, they say depression is a form of a mental disorder. And, you know, I believe that to an extent. But, you know, depression is something sometimes just things aren't going your way. You may not have a disorder. Just life is really hitting you hard. And, you know, God gives his hardest battles to his strongest warriors. And sometimes those strongest warriors can't handle it. And um, my friend Matt went through it. And um, he ended up taking his life. And I got that news a few days before taking a very, very important test. And Matt was a close friend of mine, grew up with him. And... um, he took his life. I found out from a friend that was his best friend, randomly, you know, messaged me on Facebook and I had another friend named Matt and we kind of talked to each other like, you know, this person never messages us, haven't heard from him in many, many, many years and all of a sudden he's messaging us. And my other friend who was conveniently named Matt said, I hope nothing happened to Matt. And, um, you know, I text him and I had just, I had text messages from little couple days ago because we had hung out and he never answered and that's when I knew something was up. And it ended up being that he took his life. And when I found out how everything went down, I kind of just thought about him. Now, this is after my friend Pat passed away, you know, about a year and change later. And I'm saying to myself, well, what was going through his mind? That things were so bad that he had to go to the extent that he wanted to take his life. You know, what demons were going through his head? There is a theory out there that, you know, demons are very real. You know, there's a lot of paranormal investigators that believe there's no such thing as ghosts. It's just demons doing bad deeds on earth, trying to trick people, as you will, into believing there's ghosts. And that's how they sucker them into this negativity. So what was going through Matt's life? Was he battling actual demons or was he just in a hard place, you know, in between a hard, whatever that term is, being in between a rock and a hard place? What was going through his mind when that fateful night for him, he decided to end his life? And the way he went about doing it. So when I found that out, I just put myself into his head and was just trying to imagine like, you know, it must have been so bad for him that that was the route that he wanted to take. Um, And I don't believe about the whole mental disorder thing. I believe mental disorder, you know, to an extent, you know, people may be born a certain way and, and, and have it going on and growing up in life and it gets worse and, you know, that does happen. But I believe that everything can be combated. Anyways, I digress. You know, I had a friend who took his life and that was just a brutal hit to me. And, uh, you know, a few days before, you know, a few days when that happened, a few days after that, I had to take a very important test that he was wishing me luck for. And when I passed the test, I thanked him like I did it. You know, buddy, I wish you were here to celebrate. I ended up going to Disney World after passing that test the very next day. I had to actually reschedule a flight and go to Disney World by myself and lose a day because I had to take this test. But that's something that I had to do. And, um, you know, I thanked him after I passed the physical test. I feel like he was rooting for me from the great above or, you know, just that's how I was. And, um, you know, that's how it went for that particular person. And a couple of, you know, months down the road, I got called for the department that I was taking this physical test for. So a couple days before I took the test, my friend Matt passed away and um, taking his life. And then I didn't hear anything from this test that I tried out for until February. Um, I took the test in September 
I didn't get a call until February. And um, it took me by surprise. I was in my room just sitting there and playing games, I guess. And I got a random phone call from that person from for the test that I had taken back in September. And I had forgotten about it a little bit. And they called me up and said, you're still interested in this job. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. They told me when to come in for the whole process of what it was, what it was for. And um, I looked at the date. Because they really didn't, you know, sometimes you just go about the date. You don't really look at the date or analyze what date it is. And I ended up looking at the date and uh, it was my friend Pat's birthday. And the job that he did was what I was trying out for. And after I got that news and whatnot, I, I looked at the date and I went into the room with my wife and I said, I got called. And she was like, no way. And she was ecstatic. And I looked at her and I said, today's Pat's birthday. And I lost it. I cried. I felt like he, from the great beyond, made that phone call happen. Now, ultimately, that job didn't work out. I passed the test and had my friend Matt in mind. And I got the call for that particular job on my friend Pat's birthday. And um, it didn't work out. And maybe it was for the better because that particular job that I was going for, it's not a job that is the greatest or easiest job to partake in at this moment in the world's time. Um, and recently, this past February, I had another friend pass away um, in a tragic accident. And it really made me think, once again, putting myself into his shoes and what he must have been thinking if he was able to, because the accident was bad. He was predominantly unconscious for the most part until he passed away maybe an hour or two later. Um, you know, what was going through his mind and what happens after you pass on and the reason i have this episode called life after um life and afterlife is you know you live your life on this earth trying to live your best life you know and then you pass it's it's inevitable and what happens after you know what is after your life you know doing this podcast about paranormal makes me think you know, why do we see the things we see? You know, we have the cryptids, which is things that are actually physically happening right now with creatures that we don't really know about. And, you know, that's cool to investigate animals that are not documented and could possibly be, you know, a cryptid animal. Bigfoot, Mothman, Jersey Devil, La, Ro- La Llorona. Some people think that's a cryptid. Um, you know, what else? The Skunk Ape, um, the Champ, Lake, Lake uh, Champlain Monster. But then you have these things in paranormal, which are ghosts, and people tend to believe that ghosts are spirits of people who passed on. And I'm saying to myself, you know, my friends that passed away that are close to me, you know, are what what what's what's going on with them right now? Are they peacefully sleeping as Catholics like to believe, um, or are they watching over us? And will they make their presence known? I almost feel like my friend Pat did that day when I got that call on his birthday for the job that I was going for that he wanted me to do here and where I'm, I'm living. But that job wasn't for where I'm living in New York City. It was elsewhere in New York. Um, he called, you know, I got that call on, on, on that day of his birthday and it just kind of like, you know, the, 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 everything was laying out kind of in this crazy, you know, cryptid message. You know, I got the call on his birthday for that particular job and, you know, um, you know, what happens, you know, are they reaching out? Are they there watching or are they peacefully sleeping? You know, what is the answer to the afterlife? Is it, 
you know, you're in heaven or you're sleeping or you're walking around as a spirit. You're here for unfinished business. You know, my friend who got into this tragic accident was very young and was left behind the family that he had kids that were no less than five years old, no, no more than five years old with a kid on the way. Tragic. You know, his wife was pregnant when he passed away. And you want to talk about chains of things happening that is, you know, falling into place or things that should happen when my friend passed away months later when his wife did have the child because, you know, he passed away and he wasn't around to see, you know, sadly enough, his child be born. They didn't know what they were having. And he passed away and months later, his wife had a baby boy and they named the baby after him. And we, my friends that are associated with this person I speak of, knew that it was going to happen. We knew that it was in the law of, of the realm of, you know, what's going to happen next because of the events that did happen. We knew that she was going to have a baby boy and they were going to name that boy after our friend. And it, and it happened just like that. And he looks exactly like my friend who passed away. And it just makes you think like things are happening and sometimes these unfortunate events happen, but things happen afterwards that kind of make sense or kind of don't make sense. And the reason I bring my friends up is because the events that followed afterwards correlated with my life and their family. Now, for my friend who took his life, I keep in touch with you know, his parents here and there, and I actually ran into them at my new job and had a, you know, a little conversation and they seemed to be coping, but you know, that, that kind of pain never goes away. And I'm sure they think to themselves, what if this, and what is he doing now? Or, you know, is everything, you know, is he resting? And I'm sure he is because at the same token, he's, you know, not dealing with the, the, you know, not dealing with what he was dealing with here on earth, you know, suffering because, you know, he ended up taking his own life. Um, I'm sure our, my friends that are associated with my friend who got into the tragic accident think the same about him. Everything is cool. Um, I had a couple of text messages from his best friend who happens to be a really good friend to me that he'd be on a car ride and a song popped up that he sung karaoke with when we were all at the bar together. And it's like, kind of like signs, you know, do you really believe there's signs from them or is it just very big, high coincidence? What happens after life, you know, after life, what exactly happens? And no one can really give us a concrete answer. Paranormal investigators research, take photos and get evidence. And, you know, there's a lot of people out there, skeptics that believe that there's nothing more than a sham. But, you know, if you're a real paranormal investigator, you believe in the paranormal, you believe that some of the stuff that is caught on film, caught on recordings, or you experience personally is actually physically happening, you know? The in religion, if you're a firm believer in religion, you believe in what your faith tells you to believe in. You know, I go on this app, iFunny, and there's a lot of people that knock the Catholic religion that say the Bible was com comprised of people who wrote it from years and years ago. It was all a story, but there are documentations in the Bible, and there's some archaeologists and scientists that can actually say certain things did happen in the Bible, which makes you raise an eyebrow like, you know, you have to keep the faith because this might have happened. You know, and I agree with religion, especially Catholicism, the Bible, to an extent in the middle, because, you know, some of the things that are in there, 
you know, there ha there is documentation of there being a Jesus, but is there documentation of the things that are in the Bible actually happening? You know, so you have to play the middle line. Now, me, I have faith. I'm not as religious as I once was when I wanted to become a, a, a priest, but I have the faith because, you know, the faith is what gets you by in life. I find that, that when I was more religious and I was going to church every Sunday, that, you know, things were pretty good, you know, for the most part. Um, I have a story when my grandmother, when she was alive, because she passed away not too long ago, um, her potassium levels drastically dropped. And a priest that my mom knew very well, and my aunt goes to this particular church where that priest was, um, he was called up and we asked him to come pray over my grandmother who was in the ICU basically on, on her deathbed. And this was like seven to eight years before she actually passed, maybe 10, I'm not, I'm not really sure. And the priest came and prayed over her. And within the day, uh, 24 to 48 hours, she recovered and no one really knew how. She was on her deathbed with this potassium drop and this priest came in and prayed and she lived out another couple of years of good life, healthy, until she ended up ultimately passing away at the age of 93 years old. Um, do you want to believe the priest helped her? You know, I do. I do. I had an experience with this mass called the healing mass where I used to get really bad headaches as a child and I was an altar server at the time and the priest that I used to serve predominantly with said, I'm doing this healing mass on a Thursday and I would like you to serve the mass. And after the mass was over and people were being prayed over for their sicknesses, I was still dealing with these migraines. And my mom was there to pick me up because she just was very super um, protective of me. So even though the church was down the block from my house, she came to the mass to pick me up and <laughs> escort me back up the block to my uh, building that I lived at the time. But I went up after I was done serving and got prayed over because I, you know, I had headaches and um, I felt something when they were praying over me, like almost like I couldn't catch my breath, but I was just perfectly fine, even though I couldn't really catch my breath. My mom said from the pews that she was sitting in that she all of a sudden got a splitting headache. And um, from that day on, and I'm telling you that I used to get the worst migraines ever where I was throwing up, couldn't see the light. I had to wear sunglasses. Uh, the, the migraine would be over with. I had to wear sunglasses still because the light would hurt my eyes. From that day on, after I was prayed over at this quote unquote healing mass, I never got a migraine so bad like that ever again. Do I get headaches still? Yes. I take Tylenol, it goes away. These migraines, there was nothing that can help them. I would get them. Once I got it, it was done. It was over for me until I threw up and then I would feel a little bit better. I never got them again when I, when I went to this healing mass and served the mass. And then after the mass got prayed over by the priest that I served with. And my mom said that when she was in the pews, that is what happened to her when I was getting prayed over. And I never got these headaches ever again. So the spiritual faith that you have in religion can kind of guide you when dark things happen, when you lose a loved one and help you to analyze what happens or maybe think what happens after you pass on. There are so many theories out there. When you Google things about what happens when you die, Google just gives you a whole bunch of science. So you really have to, if you're, you know, religious, look at your religious book that, you know, depending on the faith you are, look at the book and read it and what happens. And there's a lot of things in the Bible for Catholicism and, you know, Christians and whatnot. And there's a lot of things for the Hinduism, uh, Buddhism, 
um, you know, Asian beliefs and so on and so forth. So if you really want to ask what happens, you know, life after, you know, when you live your life and then after life, you have to kind of almost have faith unless you believe nothing happens and you cease to exist, which is something that I actually thought of, you know, like what happened before I was born, you don't have no recollection. You don't have a recollection of your 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 youth until you're almost maybe two years old, three years old. I can't remember anything that when I was two or three years old, really, to be honest with you. Maybe from four to five, you know, but you just kind of cease to exist. You can't remember anything. So maybe that theory could be right too, but no one really knows what happens after life. It is something that is the great unknown. It is the greatest unknown and no one will ever know until that time comes. And even then you might not know. But what keeps you in your seat is, you know, your faith. Um, For me, the paranormal research kind of just makes me question things sometimes when you do hear certain things. You know, the skeptics can be skeptics, but I've seen and heard and I've been part of investigation and been to haunted locations where I'm like, all right, what's going on? You know, these people died here and this place is obviously haunting. Things are coming Things are being spoken on recording and played back, and I'm seeing things, I'm smelling things. When I went to Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, that really made me go home a paranormal believer. You know, after experience what I experienced in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, um, what made me a believer in UFOs was seeing one. But um, when you experience ghostly stuff, it actually makes you question the whole afterlife thing. Like, what happens? What exactly happens? Um, so what happens after your life what happens in the afterlife life and the afterlife that's what this episode was about a little bit of a of a rant you kind of got the premise it's the biggest question people have um so i wanted to do my second to last episode on that because in my eyes um even though it dwindles on the border of a paranormal you know podcast episode or premise it is the biggest question people ask you know what happens is you do you roam around as a spirit do you haunt do you sleep do you go to heaven is there a limbo do you get reincarnated um theories on people coming back as a form of a butterfly or a bird that's you know that's a theory i've heard that and you know that's that's them making themselves known or sending subliminal messages via the radio through a song or a sign of a phone call on someone's birthday that you got this job or you're going for the interview like i experienced you know what what happens no one will ever know you have to leave it, it to yourself to think and believe in your faith if you have faith or you are religious so this has been another episode of the say what again billy podcast this is my second to last episode episode 29 will be the season one finale of the say what again billy podcast um i wanted to go 30 episodes i thought i timed everything out well but because i had this new job and i had to record an episode you know a couple of them on a second week instead of every every week um we're gonna end season one at episode 29 and season two will be episode 30 um i'm on instagram and twitter with the same social media outlet name swab underscore podcast which is short for say what again billy podcast can be found on instagram i can be found on twitter um, you can find my podcast on Anchor, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other outlets that are out there. You can just Google to say what again, Billy Podcast. I will pop up. I like to thank the Anchor app as always for giving me my 28th episode and my season finale to come. Next week's episode, season uh, the season one season finale 
will be a recap of my entire podcast so far. I'll briefly go through everything I've recorded so far. We'll touch base on everything from season one. And until next time, this has been another episode of the Say What Again Billy podcast.